It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is that time of the year, my friends. Yes, it's Christmas season, but more importantly, it's recruiting season for BYU. They're doing work in the transfer portal. They're doing work in the junior college ranks. They're doing work work in the high school ranks. We're talking about all of that ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Katz, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. And a quick reminder that if you have not done so already, please sign up for the subtext community. Of course, we're having a lot of fun over there. It's a direct text line uh, and conversations you can have with me directly. Really, really enjoying it and would love for you guys to be a part of that as well. Get links to it uh, in the show notes, whether you're listening to this on the regular podcast feeds or if you're watching it on YouTube. It's all available just down below in the show notes. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a first deposit match of up to $100. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's dive right in on today's show and BYU having a positive weekend on the recruiting front. And the nice part is BYU is filling holes in their lineup with guys from different uh, areas. What I mean by that is BYU has got guys coming in via the transfer portal. They've got guys coming through the high school ranks. You have some junior college guys as well. And the best part about this is BYU is having success in all three arenas. Now, are they having the elite level success that you as a Cougar fan would like them to have where they're hauling in four and five star talents? No, not yet. But the hope is maybe down the road, BYU can grow to that level now being members of the Big 12 Conference. But in the meantime, BYU is doing their best to plug gaps in their lineup and they've done a very, very good job at doing it with the four commitments I'm going to talk about here. Uh, Let's start off with one big one. I think it's maybe the biggest of the weekend. That being Jack Kelly, a trainer transfer from Weaver State University, six foot three, 235 pounds, uh, just a really, really good linebacker for Weaver State this past year. I- I'm very reticent to invoke the name of Kyle Van Noy, but his impact this past season for Weaver State can't be... Uh, can be garnered or, I guess, stated any other way. He posted 56 tackles, 12 of them tackles for loss, 10 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, two of them were recovered, and an interception for the Weaver State Wildcats. Now, is all this translatable to the Big 12 level? Well, time will tell, but I can tell you that people are very, very high on this young man, and it's not just uh, Jay Hill plucking a guy out of Weber State that he feels like can make the transition. Jack Kelly entered the transfer portal and was getting all kinds of interest from other Power 5 or Power 4 programs, depending on how you look at, at college football. This is not just uh, him picking him out of obscurity and saying, this is the next guy. The other thing about this with Jay Hill, are you really, any of you doubting the guys he has at Weber State and their ability to contribute? Look at what uh, Camden Garrett and Eddie Heckard accomplished this past year, making the leap up from the FCS level. I'm I'm really, really bullish on what Jack Kelly can offer to the BYU football program and 
It's a very, very nice pickup, especially considering you've already lost A.J. Vong, Pachon, and Max Tooley, and Ben Bywater's status is still up in the air with regards to potential re- potentially returning next year. So Jack Kelly is going to have a chance to come in right away and compete for playing time. And the best part is he has still got at least two years of eligibility remaining, so he's not a guy who's a one-and-donner coming in and just going to finish out uh, one season with the Cougars. He's got some time to grow within the football program. Let's talk about his teammate for a moment here, uh, Mark uh, Collins. He uh, comes to BYU as a cornerback, uh, has a previous uh, All-Big 12, uh, not Big 12, All-Big Sky uh, designation after a solid uh, 2021 campaign. But the story on Collins, he's got very good size, 6 feet, 170 pounds. Uh, You watch his highlight reels. He's got the ability to be very, very solid in coverage and really do some nice things on the back end of a defense. The problem is he has not been healthy uh, for three and four seasons. Uh, I think three of the four seasons he's played in college to this point, he has not been healthy. He hasn't finished the season healthy. And that's that's the concern you got to have for a guy like Mark Collins. But the one thing is, if he stays healthy, and even if he doesn't, for however long he stays up, he has got the skills to really come in and uh, help bolster BYU's cornerback position. And I think that he's got a similar uh, potential type impact to what Camden Garrett and Eddie Hecker did. I, I kind of look at him, and I'd say he's more of a Camden Garrett than he is an Eddie Heckard uh, because he's just kind of a longer, leaner uh, type cornerback. But like I said, the, the track record for Jay Hill is pretty good with his guys at Weber State. So I've got faith that both of those guys are going to translate. Now, they're both transfer portal additions, but BYU also doing very nice work in the high school ranks, and that is uh, Trey Alexander. Now, you want to talk about a cornerback that I'm very excited about? Trey Alexander is it. Uh, he had a late run at him uh, by his hometown a school in Georgia Tech. This is a kid who grew up uh, in the Atlanta area down in Georgia, and he had a lot of interest, and uh, he obviously uh, decided that BYU is where he wanted to be. He had previously committed to BYU. Uh, then he kind of like recommitted this past weekend after his official visit, but he's got all the size you want. Six foot three, just a little bit skinny right now, still as a high school athlete, but you can't teach the height that this young man has at cornerback and the ability to really play at a high level. He's got a three-star designation, uh, an upper-tier three-star designation from 24-7 Sports. So I am really bullish on what Trey Alexander can offer to BYU, and the hope is that he will realize that potential and really show what he's capable of uh, within a, a near uh, the near, I guess, future for BYU. I wouldn't expect him to come in and start right away as a true freshman. I'd actually probably put more odds on a guy like Mark Collins starting for BYU you next year versus a guy like Trey Alexander, but Trey Alexander will be in the uh, in the depth chart. It feels like as a true freshman, and maybe as soon as next year, he is a starting corner for BYU as his body develops a little bit more and his skills get refined. But he's got all the talent to be a, a multi-year starter for BYU. So get excited about him. And then the final guy I want to talk about is a guy I did not get a chance to talk about last week, just due to how the schedule was working out with the podcast. And that's that's Luke uh, Tulamatai, who is a, a defensive tackle transfer from Long. Beach Community College down in Southern California. Originally prepped at Liberty High School in the Las Vegas area. If you know Liberty High School, uh, it's where Kainakua came out of uh, before he went on to star for BYU. And I, I, what I like about Tuala Matai, he's got the two. I'm going to butcher his name. Tua Malatai, he has got all the size you want for a defensive tackle, but the production at the junior college level, that kind of belies the fact that he's a 300-pound defensive tackle. This is a guy who's going to come to BYU hoping to recreate what he did this past year for Long Beach Community College. Eight and a half sacks this year in the junior college ranks, 31 total tackles as well in nine games played. 
Six foot three, 310 pounds. And we've talked about it previously on this podcast, those of you who are everydayers. BYU is going to have a darth of bodies in the middle of this defense. And a guy like uh, Luke Tuamalatai, man, I'm going to have to practice that one a few times or a thousand to get it right. But uh, he's going to come in and be a guy that BYU, I think, is going to uh, say, you're in the two deep at minimum, it looks like, on paper right now. That's the nice part about a guy like this. He can come in and play right away. And as a junior college transfer, he's got two years of eligibility to kind of grow up with the football program as well. It's not him coming in. Uh, Jackson Cravens was phenomenal, but he only offered you the one season. You get a guy like uh, Luke here coming in. He has a chance to really kind of get his feet wet this year, and should injury strike, I'm assuming he's got a red shirt in reserve uh, to uh, cover up for maybe a year that he has to miss, but the hope is he stays healthy and has an impact for BYU the next two years, and then he's off and rolling into whatever's next for him, whether it's the pro ranks or just life in general, and that it's setting up well for BYU. So, so be very excited about BYU and what they did this over this past weekend plus in adding these four athletes because all four of them uh, meet positions or uh, address positions of need for BYU. Uh, like I said, the two cornerbacks with Mark Collins as well as Trey Alexander, you need guys at cornerback, especially when you lose Eddie Heckard and Camden Garrett. Jacob Robinson comes back for BYU, but he needs a running date alongside him. That's where Mark Collins could fig- factor in, and Trey Alexander absolutely is going to come in with the thought that he's going going to uh, compete for playing time right away. I mentioned Luke uh, Tuolamatai. He is going to come in and be a guy that BYU is going to count on in the middle of BYU's defensive line. You need some defensive tackles of his size and skill. A lot of BYU's defensive tackles under Kalani Sitake have been undersized, frankly. Uh, nothing against Nisa Mahe or Caden Hawes, etc. But those guys, 5'11", 6 foot, they're undersized for the position they're playing. A guy like uh, Luke uh, Tuolamatai, man, I'm... I'm going to stop saying his name. But nonetheless, uh, six foot three, 310 pounds. You can't teach that size, and it's very nice to have that. And I think I said Jack Kelly, 6'3", 235. And when you have the type of impact he had for Weber State, even if those numbers uh, take a dip just a little bit, that's still an impact-type uh, player for BYU at linebacker, a position group that lost a lot of very good playmakers and needs to replenish that stock as well. So I, I like how BYU is addressing things here, but the question is, with two days to go until the early signing window opens, how positive or how much more upbeat can Cougar fans be? Well, I've talked with some people over the weekend to kind of get a feel for how things are looking for BYU, and we'll talk about why you should be more bullish on BYU coming up on Wednesday than maybe uh, you were otherwise, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Now, eBay Motors has been working on this for quite a while. The best part about eBay Motors, my friends, is passion, drive, and patience are what pushes eBay Motors forward, and it's also what brings home the winning trophy and keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for, and with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, and of course, with all the parts at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win, my friends. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. It's eligible items only. Exclusions apply, and eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. 
your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, everybody. Hope you're having a fantastic Monday uh, whenever you hear this. If you've not done so already, uh, check out our 24-7 sports streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top show, top, excuse me, top sports stories of the day with our local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league at a 30,000-foot view. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. All right, let's dive back in, talk a little bit about what's going on with BYU. Now, uh, BYU is doing a lot of things with regards to recruiting that are kind of like the antithesis of what BYU's done in the recent past. And what I mean by that is BYU's going into the early signing window starting Wednesday with a number of recruiting battles ongoing. Now, they did lose one uh, yesterday. Uh, Luke Bryant from Olympus High School, a guy who was a uh, safety that was kind of looking at BYU in Utah ultimately opted uh, to play for Utah. I talked last week how I had a chance to uh, have some small talk with Fala Tausatuala out of Bountiful High School. Uh, he's in a similar circumstance, it sounds like, to what Bryant's doing, kind of deciding between the Utes and the Cougars. But that's just kind of a microcosm of what BYU's doing. They've got a number of athletes uh, across a wide spectrum of positions and the like that BYU is in the recruiting hunt for as they go into Wednesday. Are they going to win all those recruiting battles? No, but the thing is BYU feels very bullish on where things stand. I saw it yesterday in the conversations I had over the weekend, like for E from Asiata, for example. Uh, very, very talented football players. Overcome some very, very significant odds with regards to him uh, being involved in a shooting uh, during his high school days, but has come back fully to be a very, very talented football player. Of course, his dad, Matt, once upon a time was a commit to BYU, then ultimately uh, went to Snow College before transferring to Utah, where he was a star. Went on to have a very, very good run run in the NFL. Well, it sounds like Ephraim Asiata, based on everything I'm hearing and what I've seen of some of these, uh, what they call their, um, what do they do on 24-7, the, the, uh, the crystal ball, they project ahead. It sounds like Ephraim Asiata might be a guy that BYU lands in this recruiting class. Like That's the thing about this is BYU is in the mix for a number, and I mean a, a very strong number of high-level prospects. Three stars and some, uh, there's a couple of four stars out there that BYU would love nothing more than to flip on Wednesday, and we'll see if they pull it off. But the thing is, there's also some uncommitted guys BYU's in the mix for. I already mentioned Falatau Satuala. BYU is doing their absolute darndest to find the best talent possible out there and they're not taking uh, oh you're not interested okay thanks for uh, but we'll, we'll check you out later there, there's been a renewed emphasis for BYU in the recruiting front to really buckle down and stay in it. This is not the era of the past defensive staff where if they got an offer from another Power 5 or another, heck, another G5 program, BYU just stopped recruiting kids. They just didn't want to compete for these kids. That's not the case under Jay Hill. Same thing with the offense for BYU. They've done some very, very good things. Uh, many of you probably heard the conversation with Connor Pay on Friday. He is involved at a high level with a number of offensive line guys BYU is looking at in the transfer portal. Now, uh, you can uh, essentially look up and find guys out there. There's one out of San Jose State that BYU is in his final four. Uh, the thing about this is BYU is attracting a wide swath of guys of uh, different uh, backgrounds and just different interest levels simply due to the fact that it's Brigham Young University. They have a Power 5 designation next to their name. is going to attract certain guys that wouldn't have been interested before. 
BYU's doing their best to be in the mix uh, down the stretch here. This is not the years past under Bronco Mendenhall where BYU had 25 kids committed and they were all essentially signed by the time you got to like June ahead of their senior seasons in football. BYU's in their hunt here. Like I said, they're not going to win all these recruiting battles. But everything I'm hearing from this past weekend is BYU feels very confident going into Wednesday, thinking that they're going to win more than their fair share of these recruiting uh, battles, maybe even flip some guys. Now, could that be a false bravado? Could that be them just trying to pump themselves up, make themselves sound like they're going to pull it off? Sure, that could be a part of it. But these are people that aren't prone uh, to just kind of blowing smoke up everybody's skirt and trying to show you uh, something that's not actually there. They they really believe believe that they are doing some very positive things out there. So uh, we'll do a full reaction on Wednesday and obviously look at who BYU ultimately won and uh, what other prospects may push out to the early early signing window, to the actual national signing day in early February. But uh, the good news is, like I said, BYU is in the hunt here, and that's been a long time coming. It's really been a kind of a metamorphosis in a way of BYU's mentality when it comes to recruiting. And I, I, I for one, I'm here for it. Like I said, there's going to be some losses. BYU's going to lose out to some teams. Falatau Satuala could just as easily pick Utah as he could a BYU, and that's going to maybe stick a dagger in some people's hearts that wanted him at BYU. It's it's recruiting, folks. You're not going to win all of them. But BYU feels about as confident as they have in quite some time from based on what I was hearing over this past weekend. Now, a little tidbit about this. Uh, the quarterback uh, situation for BYU. They're working in the transfer portal to find as many options, if not just the outright option, uh, for them at quarterback. Uh, I have heard a very uh, strong uh, rumors, and then I went out and talked to some people, that I can say that Gary Bohannon, uh, obviously the former Baylor and USF quarterback, uh, most of you will recall uh, Max Tooley picking him off uh, to start the 2022 football season when he was the starter at USF and returning to the house for six points to to start that game. Yes, that very same Gary Bohannon who uh, carved up BYU the year before that at Baylor, uh, he is interested in BYU. Does that mean he's going to visit? Does that mean he's going to sign as soon as Wednesday? TBD. But I'm hearing there's very real interest on both sides of this with regards to Gary Bohannon. Now, is Gary Bohannon the guy that I would be like, yeah, that, that's the dude you want. No, I, I, w- I wouldn't say that because he didn't even play this past year at USF based on the stats I pulled up. I was like, can they? Oh, he's at USF. Did he actually even play this year? No, he didn't play this year. So what does he offer to BYU? Uh, I think he's a depth piece at minimum, sure. Uh, but he's not the guy that, like I, like I said, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Gary Bohannon is going to be uh, QB1 uh, come uh, September when BYU kicks off the season against Southern Illinois. I'd actually have a... I'd, probably say it's anybody but Gary Bohannon at this juncture. I'd actually probably say Jake Retzloff would get the nod over Gary, but uh, if he's interested in coming to BYU and he understands that he's coming in competing for playing time, this is not a guaranteed you are QB1 situation, sure. Let him come on in. If, that, if that's what he's uh, interested in, there you could do a lot worse than bringing in a former four-star prospect, a guy who's got multiple starts at the Power 5 level under his belt. You can't discount any of that. But like I said, just the fact that he hasn't played much of late and he did have that season-ending shoulder injury in 2021, how much does that 
affected his play since then uh, and maybe hampered his opportunity to play at USF. Uh, but there is real interest, apparently, from Gary Bohannon's uh, camp and also from BYU side of things. And we'll see if it ultimately pans out where he ultimately joins the Cougars at some point here. All right. Uh, we will wrap up this edition of Locked on Cougars coming up next. We need to talk a little bit about BYU basketball. Another solid win for BYU on Saturday night. A big debut of a guy that I think is going to play a key role for BYU when it comes uh, to uh, their season ahead, obviously in the Big 12. A guy that when you're an all-conference performer, I don't care what level you're playing at, when you have all conference accolades next to your name, yeah, BYU could use you. And we're talking about Dawson Baker, and we'll talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. The UCC mobile banking app has a new feature called Learn and Earn. It's an app that pays your entire family to learn about money. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances and just in, in general about money. And of course, uh, Learn and Earn is here to help you guys out with that. It breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that, accru- that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to a number of different uh, stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. The best part is there's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. You can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards. And it is, uh, by the way, Learner is available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Simple as that, my friends. So take advantage of it now. It's Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while be- having fun have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all correct. Courtesy of your friends at UCCU, love where you bank. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Everybody, hope you're on a fantastic Monday once again. If you've not done so already, I would encourage you to sign up for our subtext community. If you want to have a direct line of communication with myself, essentially you're texting back and forth with me, sign up for subtext. A 14-day free trial to find out if it's for you. I'm passing insider tidbits on to most of our listeners. Uh, when it comes uh, to stuff like I just talked about with Gary Bohannon, you're going to hear it first from our to, when it goes out to our subtext community. So uh, if you are interested in that, hit the show notes. There's a link there. You can sign up. Like I said, it's a 14-day free trial. It's a $4.99 charge monthly after that. And it's just a way to support the podcast. Uh, the goal with this is essentially to make it a part of the community here where uh, we everybody that subscribes to that is also a listener here and vice versa. So uh, that that is the goal. I would encourage you, if you have the means to do so, uh, please join us on subtext and just be another, uh, be another part of what we're doing here on Locked On Cougars. All right, so BYU uh, got a solid win on Saturday night, beating Georgia State. Uh, it wasn't a game that I thought BYU was in any danger of losing, honestly. Uh, they ran over Georgia State 86-54, to uh, and BYU handled their business. The nice part was is that Jackson Robinson did limp off in this game. Mark Pope said that post-game, had it been maybe a more important game or a bigger game, he could have come back in the second half. They said He called it a slight ankle sprain. I know he told uh, Spencer Linton, on ESPN Plus, that it was a, 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 a what do you call it, a minor sprain of his ankle. Here's the thing: 
Jackson Robinson needs to be healthy for BYU. He's already getting hype from NBA Draft.net as maybe being the top senior prospect in this year's NFL, not NFL, NBA draft, where he'd be a first-round draft pick. You make sure that that ankle is 150% healthy before you put him back out on that court. Now, could he be as good as he plays against Bellarmine uh, this uh, Friday night? Sure, that very well could be the case. But if there's any question, I mean, any question about Jackson Robinson's status, you sit him out. Uh, I don't care uh, if you're losing uh, game time. Uh, I'm trying to game time. Playing time for him against Bellarmine, maybe against Wyoming. You cannot risk his health going into Big 12 play. You make sure he's healthy for Cincinnati versus playing against the likes of Bellarmine and Wyoming. Those two, okay, whatever. But it really counts when you go up against Cincinnati. So you make sure he's 100% healthy. Uh, some help in terms of filling in that role if he is out for any significant period of time is comes in the form of Dawson Baker. Now, Dawson Baker uh, has been uh, spending a lot of time rehabbing from an injury he had during the offseason, and BYU finally got the first glimpse of him on the court. Ended up with six points. I think he's three of five shooting. Uh, he had a, a foul like 10 seconds after checking into the game, but nonetheless, I really like what I see from uh, Dawson Baker on paper, and also what I saw from him in, the, in that brief glimpse against Georgia State. It's a guy who's going to live at the rim and also in the mid-range, uh, offer something that maybe some other guys on BYU's roster don't offer, and I already mentioned in the tease uh, just a little bit ago, is that he has got all-conference accolades. This kid was an all-performer, all-conference performer in the Big West Conference for UC Irvine. So he has got the ability to be an impact player for BYU, and I think you'll see his role continue to increase as the season progresses, and obviously health permitting, he continues to grow in this. Uh, the other good news is Marcus Adams' debut for BYU also apparently is going to come this Friday. Uh, Mark Pope said that they were just uh, being kind of extra cautious, making sure that he got all the work he needed to get in in practice before he joins the lineup. So the Marcus Adams era for BYU could happen as soon as Friday, and I'm sincerely hoping it does because this is a kid out of high school, a top 50 recruit, a four-star athlete at one point last year in the high school ranks down there in L.A., had a 50-point game where he made, was it 13? It was 11 of 13 three-pointers, had 21 rebounds in that same game. This is a kid who's got everything uh, like written there uh, in the stars to be a star for BYU. Does that mean it's going to come to fruition like like that right away? No, that doesn't mean it's going to happen uh, Friday where he's going to come out and maybe uh, bust loose for 20 points because, uh, frankly, I don't think he gets that much playing time in his first uh, action for BYU because there's so many other guys on this roster. But the other thing about this is BYU doesn't need him to come in and be that uh, guy right away. He can come in and kind of work his way into the lineup kind of get a feel for uh, where things are uh, kind of going, where he can impact uh, things for BYU. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can contribute. Like I say, he's a high-level athlete. He looks the part of a future uh a cornerstone for the BYU in the Big 12. This is the type of athlete that BYU needs to have uh, come in and be a big part of this basketball program. But this season, for him, uh, in my opinion, uh, is that he comes in and just tries to kind of uh, fill holes here and there. Next year and beyond, that's when you start to talk about Marcus Adams being the guy that's going to be uh, one of your leading, if not your leading scorer for BYU. Him and Colin Chandler, as soon as Colin Chandler gets home from a mission, those look like two pillars of a basketball program that could lead BYU to even more success than they're having right now. And they're having a ton of success. This is the 18th ranked team in the country, folks. They're 10-1. and one. Uh, I think it was the Deseret News pointed out that BYU has not started a season 10-1 and one since, you know, the ill-fated year of Jimmer Fredette in 2010-2011. 
Absolutely incredible stuff we're seeing from the BYU men's basketball program. They're going to be in action against Bellarmine uh, this coming week. I know I have at least one pair of tickets available, and the way you're going to be able to enter, get entered to win that when I do open it up will be via the subtext community. So stay tuned for that throughout the week. But just another plug for you guys. Sign up for our subtext community because we're giving away those tickets. That's the way we're doing it. Um, one other note real quick before we go on today's show is congratulations to the BYU women's basketball team. They were down 13 points in the second half. Uh, they rallied to beat Idaho State 79-76. to in overtime as a solid win for BYU uh, women's basketball. Uh, they're off to a very, very solid start as well on uh, in their own right. And this was a nice uh, showing for BYU. They had a 21-2 run over six minutes in the fourth quarter to get themselves uh, back to tying the game and then pushing it overtime where they got the win. So uh, really good to see BYU women's basketball be able to battle back uh, from some adversity like that. And uh, they'll be back in action. They're taking on Missouri, or excuse me, they're traveling to Missouri State on Wednesday. Wednesday to take on the Lady Bears and the Lady Bear Classic. That'll be December 20th at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. You can watch it on ESPN Plus, and also they'll have a call on BYU Radio 107.9 FM. And like I said, BYU men's basketball uh, back in action on Friday when they take on Bellarmine uh, out there. Is Bellarmine? Be- I think it's Bellarmine. I'm fairly certain it is. But they'll be taking on uh, the Bellarmine Knights at the Marriott Center Friday night, 7 o'clock a tip for that one. Uh, nice game to go out to on a Friday night before Christmas really uh, kind of sets in. And obviously, uh, 23rd and on, it seems like it's it's all Christmas for the, for the weekend after that. All right, so there you go. Uh, that's what I got for you guys on a Monday edition of the podcast. So I cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. Uh, you guys are the best out there. I cannot thank you guys uh, for being a part of the subtext community, just being here on Locked On Cougars. Uh, there's a couple of you that I know that have been, uh, not a couple, more than a couple of you, who've been listening to this podcast for more than five years now. We're in our sixth year as a podcast. It's crazy to think we've been doing it this long, 1,500-plus episodes. Uh, but nonetheless, thank you for all the support, and thank you for the continued support of the podcast as well. Thank you for being everydayers with us, and of course, we'll be back tomorrow uh, talking all things recruiting. Does BYU pick up a couple more commitments uh, today on a Monday? I would sure hope so, and obviously if they do, we'll have plenty of coverage for you on that front, and any other intel I gather, we'll be happy to pass along to you guys on a Tuesday edition of Locked on Cougars. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.